you're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. We are just going to put a bow on our last segment here of the, the straight talk. We uh, we had a caller right at the wire that had called in. Jeffrey from the road had called in and he had asked if there's ever a time where abortion is okay, Father. Um, so we just kept you around for a couple minutes to respond yeah, to that question. Absolutely. Real quick, we can never commit a direct evil. It, 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 uh, abortion is always uh, uh, an intrinsic evil, I should say. We can never commit a, an intrinsic evil intentionally. So no, there would never be a time. Uh, now, uh, the church does uh, uh, teach uh, where, say, if the woman's uh, uterus was cancerous, that, that the object would be to remove the cancerous uterus to save the mother. Uh, uh, and in that case, the the baby's uh, the baby would not survive. Uh, but you're not directly aborting the baby just to abort the baby. You're trying to save the mother's life. Uh, in 2012, a panel of physicians meeting in Ireland, uh, which is one of the world's lowest rates of maternity morality, mortality, excuse me, maternal maternal mortality, they said we affirm that direct abortion, the purpose purposeful destruction of the unborn child is not medically necessary to save the life of a woman. Further, the prohibition of abortion does not affect in any way the availability of optimal care to a pregnant woman. And uh, St. Gianna uh, gave her life uh, for her baby. Uh, she chose to allow the baby to live. Uh, she, she had a benign tumor, not a malignant tumor. So she didn't have cancer. So it wasn't that she would have necessarily died but she insisted with the doctor and she herself was a, a medical doctor and with her husband i insist if it's a choice between my life and the baby's life let the baby live the baby has a right to life just as our other children do and um and so uh she let the baby continue to grow in her womb and to be uh, born uh, uh, finally cesarean and uh, gianna manuela is now healthy and in her 50s <laughs> mm. um, and um and Gianna, uh, you know, gave her life uh, uh, for for the baby to live. And uh, so we want to thank you, Father, for staying around for a couple of minutes to respond to that question. But we can never do an intrinsic evil. Right. Yeah, and we want to thank Jeffrey for the question yep. as well. Thank you so much. And, and part of part of the response in that, there's, there can be very difficult situations, but there are resources. There are, there's yes. the St. Gianna Maternity Home, and we also have the Star of the North Maternity Home up in Duluth now yes. operating for nearly two years. So uh, thank you again, Father, for You're being with welcome. us. We're, we want to bring in uh, Sue McLernan and Rebecca. Ballard from the Star of the North Maternity Home. Uh, good morning to you, ladies. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks so much for being on with us this morning. This has really been a time that we're focusing on this issue of the dignity of the human person, the respect for all life. And uh, we want to thank you for the great work that you are doing up in Duluth. Thank you. Um, so for those who have never heard about the Star of the North, uh, Rebecca, can you tell us a little bit more about that? Well, it is a home for women that come from difficult situations, um, from treatment or homelessness, um, to find so that they can keep their babies and um, they themselves can get into a place of independence, transition into independence, and be mom, be equipped to be good moms of their children. It gives them hope. 
and it gives them a place to be and a community and a family to come around them and support them. Mm. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, Sue, can you tell us a little bit about the inspiration behind starting the maternity home in Duluth? Sure. Um, We had been working as a collaborative up here really for about eight years, and that means all the groups that help moms and babies have been meeting and working together to find ways to help them and to build that culture of life here in the Northland. As we would meet, and especially working with our pregnancy care centers, um, we found a need for residential housing. Sometimes we were having to pay rent for these women who really did want to keep their baby but did not have the stability of housing. And, of course, we asked all of our existing groups to take on that um, mission, but they just didn't feel they could. So the Star of the North and the Together for Life Board did go ahead and, and start that. I had been working and adopted my son from a maternity home in Florida years ago. He's 24 now. And so I've always had a heart for um, a maternity home. And Rebecca has a wonderful story, too, that connected her with us. But basically, we are still working with all these groups because they have parenting classes and all the existing services. We don't have to duplicate any of that. We can really provide that residential safety and home and 24-7 care to really make sure that they're safe and moving forward in their care plan towards hope. And Rebecca, maybe you could share your story of how you got connected with us in the mission. Um, well, just a real quick synopsis of my story and that I, when I was 20 and in college, I found myself um, pregnant and nowhere to be. And I had to come out of college, come out of school. And I, um, there were several in my life that were encouraging me to abort the baby. But I knew this baby was life, and I didn't want that direction. Um, but it was scary to be alone and know, now what do I do? I, and so I did come into um, a um, connection with a, um, a place in the cities where a woman was given me as a mentor. So she really was my help and voice through my journey. And... Um, and because of that experience in my life, I really wanted to, that that hard story in my life would not be in vain. And so it moved me into a desire to work with women in similar situations and certainly women that were contemplating abortion. And so when I moved to Duluth, I worked with different, the Life Care Center, the Birthing Center and other places um, to mentor women and work with women. And then I met Sue. And um, this was a good fit for me because I knew these women needed a home. They needed a place to feel loved and feel hope and feel affirmed and, and equipped to be, to come from what they've been ever known, which is a lot of hard life and hopelessness mm-hmm. to what gives them hope and gives them a place of confidence to be a good mom and be independent. And that. I wanted my story to, to be a part of that. And so meeting Sue and, and knowing that this could be a place for me to help, um, I was very grateful. And so, yeah, I stepped into that. Well, well thank you both for sharing your wonderful stories. I mean, a story of an adoption. Uh, mm-hmm. How beautiful is that? And then, uh, Rebecca, yours as well. I mean, wow. You know, 
that's what we're hoping today that our listeners can really latch on to is how we can be pro-life, not just defending the unborn, but when there is an unplanned pregnancy, how do we support the mom mm-hmm. and the children through, you know, that crisis pregnancy? It's just such an important ministry and it's such an important component of the pro-life movement. Mm-hmm. So thank um, you if for I sharing that. Just for just yes. one sec. Um, the end of my story, I mean, it's not really ended, but I, in in my story, I chose to give my child up for action. And though that was a very difficult thing to do, that was kind of my first real decision as a mom to mm. to put him in a situation of a mom and a dad. And, and for various reasons, that's what I chose. But in years later, I have now met my son, and he's a very integral part of my family and my children's lives and his children and their grandma. And, you know, so we're very intricately in, in each other's lives. And so, again, a story of hope that mm. what seems hopeless when people, a community, come around and say, we're here for you and we will help you and you're not alone makes all the difference in the world. It's so beautiful, Rebecca, and it's just, it's so beautiful how you were able to to help your son when you were feeling like you couldn't, and uh, and then to be reunited. Oh, how gorgeous. I mean, that's just wonderful. Uh, I, I can just picture the, the beautiful painting of that reunion in my head. Yeah, yeah. How wonderful. Yeah. And then that continued life together. Wow. So, Sue, uh, so after a couple of years now of the, North, the Star of the North Maturity Home, how has this place been making a difference in the community? Sure. I was just going to share with you a story. Yesterday, um, I was giving a tour of the home, and um, one of our moms just um, was able to, to tell us the good news. She, uh, she came to us out of a domestic abuse shelter, mm-hmm. and she was pregnant, but she also had, through that situation, lost her, her seven-month-old to foster care. And she was desperate to get her son back. She she pumped. She, you know, got visited, supervised, everything. She took parenting classes, everything she needed to do with the um, wonderful work of our staff and volunteers over the last three months. She's been able to be reunited. And Junior started to have small visits, and now she announced to me yesterday that he is permanently being placed with us back in the oh, home with wow. her. And so it's like, oh, it's just wonderful. And she has worked so hard because... Wow. She is so committed to getting her family back together, and, and so we're just excited. So those are the kind of stories. We had a woman who was, you know, homeless at the bottom of a hockey rink here in Duluth, living with a plugged-in heater on opioids, and found out she was pregnant. She was so committed to do work on her wanted life, thankfully, and she got herself into treatment, and the inpatient treatment she, she um, was able to complete, but once they have their baby, they can't stay there. So they can do outpatient therapy. So we've been, we've had three of our six women that we've already been helping come from that center so that they can continue their work on their treatment and addiction, but also become great parents and um, get all the support that they need to move forward as being a great parent. And so, um, yeah, those are the stories that we're having. And so it's, it's really uh, exciting. Um, it's hard work because these people have lots of issues, but thankfully we have these other organizations already here, Women's Care Center, Lake Superior Life Care Center, Birthright, um, We Need Diapers, the Christ Child Society's right there, anything, you know, everybody's helping each other, and that's what's so wonderful to see. 
That has to be incredibly rewarding for, for you ladies to, to see the massive impact that you have on these individual women's lives and these children's lives, like knowing that they would be in a totally different place if you weren't there. That's right. Yes, I had, a, I had a conversation. Yeah, I had a conversation with one of the women um, a little while ago, and we were talking about. You know, she said, "Rebecca, you you have no idea. I have had no one in my life that I could say I trust or that hasn't lied to me before." She goes, "Here, I now can say that there are people here that I know won't lie to me and that I can trust." And she goes, "I've never known hope, and now I have hope." Mm-hmm. That's so beautiful. And and the thing is, is you guys are, are really being a mom, um, using your beautiful maternal instincts to help share that with other women who maybe weren't feeling that maternal uh, love that they needed and support. I mean, I just think of how exciting it was to tell my mom, uh, to tell my husband's mom, you know, when we were expecting. Uh, And then just that support we had from that network of family. And now you've become their family. You're that mom in their life. You're that grandma in their life that and maybe not grandma, I don't know, I'm not aging you guys, but, you know, it's it's just um, it's just so beautiful that you're able to, you know, bring in that stranger and help them, you know, not just be their friend, but be their mom, you know, in, in a time of their life that should be really special. Yeah. And we're so grateful for the community and everybody's help because, another, you know, another gal, she said, I have never had a Christmas like this before, and mm. she had... She, you know, the community came together, you know, all the different places and, and people that have, have affirmed and come and have backed, have backed this Star of the North. It's just amazing to see their faces and just, uh, you know. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Sue and Rebecca, we want to thank you so much for, for wor- the work that you're doing for, and for being on with us this morning. It's been a real treat. And I'd just like to make sure that everybody knows we're having the 8th Annual Together for Life Banquet on uh, Sunday, April 19th uh, this year to celebrate the building of a culture of life here in the Northland. So if you can join us, um, please uh, let us know and go to our website at www.starofthenorthmaternityhome.org to help us out where you can. Well, thank, thank you, you so much. Thank you. You guys have a wonderful day celebrating the the end of abortion one day in our life. <laughs> All right. Amen. Amen. Well, well, God bless you, women. We look forward to talking to you again in the future. All right. All right. We're going to take a quick break, but on the other side of the break, we're going to come back with our 10-minute tour and all sorts of other good audio goodness. All right. Stay with us. This is Where the Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. 